Hello, Chicago! You weren't here when that was playing. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, MP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right. Garrett, how you doing? GW. Doing good. Jesus Christ. I was like, what was it? GW. Hi, uh, I'm Garrett. I'm doing well. <laughs> Mr. G-Dub, we're all in the same city, but not the same place right now. Uh, Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin, here to tell you about the comics coming out the week for uh, Thanksgiving, 1123, 1124. Nope, 1122, 1123. Uh, and then talk about uh, Secret Invasion number one, and then a little movie that we saw uh, uh, that, you know, I don't, I don't know, we're right on the ball. We saw it at the appropriate time. Yeah. We're not, too, uh, what is it, a week late, two weeks late? We saw it. Oh, yeah, a week. We were shy of a week. It came out Thursday. We watched it Wednesday. It came out Thursday. We watched it the next Wednesday. Um, Wakanda Forever. A week we later now from that. So. Wakanda, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, We'll talk about that, and we'll see if we get the uh, guest host one, Mr. Entertainment King, on the on buzzer. But um, he is traveling as, uh, you know, you tend to do when the turkey's uh, ready to be stuffed. You get on that road, you know, hit the open road. Garrett just came early and now, uh, but Corey, you know, he's got to stay on the fucking ground of entertainment to the last second. And then he took off, right? He can't be wasting all this fucking time with the, you know, gobble, gobble motherfucker over there with the, you know, be stuffed that bird and, you know, you put some potatoes down and a nice cranberry sauce. He, he doesn't have that time. He's getting news. He's telling me news. Well, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> He's telling me that uh, that Mr. Grant Morrison might be doing a clause this year, you know? Ooh, I know. Kickstarter? What? He's out there telling me Magic Mike's last dance will end with a 30-minute dance sequence. Like, oh, this is what God. the information that I need. You don't want to next speaking about him. Let's let's see. I'm going to call him right now, and if if he's not able to answer, he might actually show up on Garrett's side while we're recording and then we'll get his uh we'll get his little um what do you call it? Input. Hey is his phone number uh N nine eight? Yes. Okay, I haven't called him in a while. Just forgot. Here we go. Input, you're right. Allow mic access. You can have all the access you want. Now we click it. Click allow. Oh right here. You can have all the access you want. You got this you gonna stuff this turkey? Hell yeah. This is hashtag guest host one on the road news coverage. How can I help you? Corey. Oh, yeah. Can you, I just realized I hooked this up in a way I've never hooked it up before, so I don't know if you can hear us. I can hear you. Okay. Can you, I don't know. If, uh, can you hear the guys laughing right now? I hear two farts in the wind. Is that them laughing? <laughs> yeah, okay. Just making sure. I don't know how this all worked out here. Uh, we're calling you. Uh, we saw the uh, an aforementioned uh, Kind of Forever. Uh, I know you saw it eventually. You know what? He actually, this is what Corey did. It made me kind of weary about what his thoughts are of this movie. Is that he said, hey, I'm about to go see it like in an hour. And then he just never texted back. Because it was like 1230 in the morning. <laughs> I didn't realize this movie 1230 was in the morning. Jesus, old man. 1230 in the morning. Oh, God. Hey, man, people got to sleep. Okay? That's, like a, that's like a half hour past midnight. But also, Corey, wasn't it like three days ago? It was, yeah, it was like three days. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> three days to get that sleep that he's so desperately wanted. So, kind of forever. Yeah, let me just let me ask you this, Corey. I'm very interested, and then we'll we're going to talk about what we think of it uh, after I get your thoughts on this. Um, you've been calling it the mid CU. You've been obviously very vocal about your thoughts on the mid uh, of the uh, mid CU. And uh, so, how does Black Panther Wakanda Forever fare for you? Welcome to another entry of the mid CU. <laughs> really? I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if it was seeing it late at night, but I'm just like, it's just missing something. Like, that, huh, I don't know if it's the expectation I, juice for me, but could be. I will say, <clears throat> I can see seeing that movie that late, like two and a half hours. There's a lot of subtitles. <laughs> like, um, 
And Black Panther doesn't show up until an hour and a half in. So, <laughs> spoilers, right. but yeah. Well, like, see, I mean, I thought, yeah. Spoiler King, right here. Corey, you're off the hook. <laughs> yes, finally. It was Alex all along. He told me, Han. Oh, died. not, not all along. This one time, I didn't go, hey, spoiler alert. And then I throw it out there. It's been two weeks, everybody. By the time Marvin gets the show out, it'll be Saturday. No offense to Marvin. What is this slam? He's on our side, Alex. Be fair, guys. I don't normally drink a beer when doing the show. I had a beer and it's already gone. So who knows what Whoa, you're going to get tonight? He's, already gone. He's, he's feeling it. That guy's going to wet his pants. Um, I thought, uh, can't ever get her name right. I thought Koye and Nakia were the best part of that movie. Uh, I would agree with, I, with part of that statement. What part do you not agree with? Well, okay. I, I thought okay, Okoye did great. But I thought this movie, I really gave it to, to I feel like you're saying it right. Is it Nakia? Yeah, it's Nakia. Yeah, it's Nakia. It is Nakia? Okay. Well, I, don't no, make, I, I, don't I thought she did amazing. Cell phone brand. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Got it. But yeah, no, hey, I are agree. We spoiler, are we in spoiler territory? Hey, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll say that. Since it's already, we've already delved a little bit into it. I, uh, um, How fucking terrible do those blue costumes look? Worst decision. Terrible. Oh, come on. That is hardly anything to get hung up on. What's with no, the hair? Gonna... Why do they need blue avatar hair? I and mean, what? to be fair, they do call him ugly like three times. So <laughs> they know what they think uh-huh. it's part of. I all agree with you. It's not a good design. It's not a good look. I don't even know. You can't really tell what the fuck they're, like, is going on with them. But right. I did forgive it because they do acknowledge that it doesn't look great. And so I was like, okay, well, okay. they know. I wonder if, like, Ryan Coogler, like, they showed him the design, and he was like, what the fuck's this? And he's like, I'm going to add a line how ugly these motherfuckers are. <laughs> like, I, they can't put this <laughs> right. in the movie. And they're like, but we've never made the toys. And he's like, all right, fuck. But God, I just can't I mean, believe I, it. Like, I felt like this movie was so full of emotion. Such great. I mean, come on. Namor, I thought, was incredible. Like, there's so Namor many good beats about good. this. Good? This what do you mean just good? Garrett, what does mid mean? It doesn't mean bad, but it doesn't mean Ah, great. shit, Corey. There's nothing where I was like, whoa, dude. I forgot Corey's. You didn't, you didn't uh, say whoa or you weren't impressed? Corey, it is definitely going to be the fact that you like, still had uh, like one in the morning. I like the, the, the start of the movie I really liked, okay? I really liked it. I just thought, like, I don't know. Shuri, the actress... It felt like she was a different character than we saw in the earlier two. Oh, night. I wonder why. Her, her brother died. Well, I know, but still, you're still going to be like when, uh, hey, spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home if you haven't seen it. When Aunt May dies, Peter's still Peter. He's angry, but he's still Peter. Hey, guess what, Corey? He was going to kill people. Nobody <laughs> knows that he's Peter. And yeah, he was going to kill Green Goblin. Yeah, Neanderthal. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, Got him. Burn that <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so in my <laughs> movie rankings of Phase Four, I rank this. Ugh. It's like Black Widow's last, but I, I go back and forth between this and Eternal. Holy shit! Holy oh shit. my Corey. god! You are so you, you're you're going to give Love and Thunder no more than this? No, I. Oh, sorry, you got to rewatch. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, 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 hey. I sorry. Above Black Widow is. Love and Thunder, and then we go Eternals or or uh, Black Panther. Well, considering you only had one other option to go with, uh, I'll let that one go. But Corey, I think you hey, need I'll to see this you movie. Know when you're... Home is at the top. Well, I'm no fucking shit. <laughs> no, no shit. That's the be- one of the best movies made by MCU right now. Corey, I I would I would argue and say that I feel like this movie is better than No Way Home. Oh, oh no. I don't say that. Oh. I don't say that. No, but we all no. make mistakes. That is yours. No yeah. No I say way. I say it's top three with No Way Home. It's top three, definitely. I'm saying though, like, I feel like No Way Home is a great comic book movie, and I feel like it, it, there's a lot of joy and nostalgia to get from that movie. It's very 
much entertainment and like if as a summer blockbuster it it does a fantastic job (laughs) it it does a fantastic but i'm saying that like that is his only purpose i feel like even though it has great performances the only purpose is like there's a lot of callbacks for sake for the sake of just nostalgia and but black panther actually felt like he really was trying to tell a story about about grief about loss and while they went through that process in their real lives, like I feel like a lot of that translated to screen. And not only do you have Namor, and, di- and you then you have Sh- Shuri, and like showing how different people process that and what choices you can make, either fall into the dark hole and never come back, or you can rise above it. I think on, on that standpoint, overall, the movie was more cohesive and more had like a reason to exist versus No Way Home, which just. I'm not even saying it's bad. No Way Home is fantastic. It's it, it, it yeah. it'll it'll knock out depending on your mood. But I'm just saying like that's a popcorn movie, and this is a movie that I actually wanted to put something out there and really, you know, talk about the loss and grief that people can feel and how different people deal with them. What? I totally disagree. What about that scene on the rooftop with Andrew and Toby where they're sharing their grief and the, a statement from Uncle Ben where you just yeah. feel it? Yeah, but see, look I mean, at... I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking Black Panthers, but I still think, yeah, the emotion's there. It just kind of feels like... You I see, don't know. but I feel like if we're talking about... If we're just talking about a movie, and this is the reason why like, I like Empire Strikes Back... I'm going to use the same analogy, though. Like, on its own, though, does not stand. No Way Home, like, that moment makes no sense and has no weight to anybody who's never seen any of the other movies. Like, sure. it does because you have that either history. With, either with Black Panther. Great. And like, if, I had, if I didn't know who Chadwick Boseman was prior to his other movies, it wouldn't have what mattered. What do you mean he dies in this movie? She's grieving her brother, and then her mom dies, and they do the Namor. The Namor thing is just introduced in this movie, too, so, like, you can... Hey. I have an idea. How about we still compare the two in their their own movies? Because I think they're both great entries. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm saying for me, though. Yeah, I get you. That's like this movie. I feel like I can show anybody and be like, hey, this is a great movie. But that No Way Home movie, like if somebody's not into superhero movies, I can't be like, hey, go check that out because that's all really it is. Uh, and I might be wrong. This is a superhero universe. Though. <laughs> yeah. I, I may be, I may be wrong <laughs> yeah. though. Like yeah, but I, I'm judging it based on being a movie and not just being part of this MCU. Okay. So I'm That's saying fair. I feel like it's a better movie and maybe not be, the best like MCU entry, but it is. I feel like a, a better movie. But you know what? Actually, we should. The have, number one entry is still Winter Soldier, guys. That's Alex, what every MCU movie is running up against. We're talking. Anyway. We're talking Phase Four. But Alex. Oh, uh, you mean you mean Infinity War? But close. <laughs> Oh yeah, you mean? Uh, oh yeah, Infinity War. Um, Whoa, Corey, shut your face! <laughs> All right, why don't we review? Hey, Wakanda I know. Star. I always okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle it back. Garrett, I'm gonna circle it back. Uh, in our theater, there were two old people to Alex's right, and I want to say to Alex, do you think that they enjoyed it from what you overheard? No, I don't. Uh, see, my other thing is that every time she spoke to the man, the man had to talk louder so she could hear. And I, I mean, I had my inner Wolverine telling me, uh, stab them with your claws. Shut one of them up. Um, <laughs> Were they like fucking like 60 years old? Well, yeah, and here's I, the other thing. Is- in my theater, in my theater, where the fuck is it now? And if you're one of these Wednesday, if Wednesday comic fans, if you're this person and you are in my theater and you're having a casual, normal pitched conversation during a movie... Fuck you and the hell you're going. To be fair, that's okay. what the old people I, were doing. That's, what the, that's the thing. <laughs> oh that I, I don't, God, I I don't like them in a movie theater. They do the M&M's commercial going, hey, shut your fucking fat, your fat face. And you, <laughs> you guys are so it's, it's hot getting tonight. Because so, so Alex, at the beginning of the movie, they were having a conversation about something else. Like They didn't even know the movie started. Because they were well, talking. They were talking. The whole, I mean, they would take a break and shut up for 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, either she would have a question or he would have to say, "Oh, that's Black Panther's sister." <laughs> <laughs> I think within, I think within minutes when she says, "Where's my brother?" and he's dead, you would know. You know, that's and sister. then she's like, "I don't know who that is. Who are we talking about?" Just watch that. I'm, that is my biggest pet peeve in a movie theater. If you don't know, search your face. And guess because what? They're gonna answer it I was going to say, yeah, guess what? They probably it's probably a question because they answer it later on. Just calm down. 
But anyways, oh, sorry, about I, this you're movie. Right, you guys, you're, you're right. I am hot. the thing that Duke, Duke Winston confirmed? What's that? That he's now the king of Wakanda. That's what that whole point is at the end of that. Oh, yeah, so I got that. He's not going to be queen. That M'Baku's king. Yeah, I think, like, she's more going to leave Wakanda to, like, move on from this, and he's going to take it all. Yeah. That's, that's the impression I got, too. And yeah. there's, oh, and that's my, that's my emotional knock. Not the grief, the vengeance, where she's angry, and she's, like, commanding M'Baku, and M'Baku's like, okay, okay, and that never gets resolved. She's just like, nah, you know. I'll just, I'll spare him, you know? I That's, see the my point. Mom. That's the point that of the movie. We're just, we're just going to turn it off. No, it's it's literally, it it's literally the same point as No Way Home. Don't cross a bridge that you're never about to came back, come back from. You can deal with this a different way. It's literally the same thing, Corey. Yeah, but it's not presented as well. She just turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, all right. I'll say this CGI. I'll say the CGI in anything Marvel related lately, and I know it's because they say that they will work their CGI workers and like they're constantly throwing a million things at these guys. Their CGI has dropped so uh, badly, and like in this movie, there's some parts where I'm just like, I was like, what the fuck? It it literally looks like not even like this generation's video game graphics. It looks like two generations ago. Like I'm playing some PS3 up here. I gotta bring. I gotta bring this sub, this sidebar point up that I have uh, said to Garrett Walls. Do you know this trilogy called the Mighty Ducks trilogy? Oh my God, Corey, so so no, I irrelevant. Gotta I gotta explain oh for God. This is Disney, which is also Marvel. So in Mighty Ducks two, we have a young Keenan Thompson do a knuckle puck. Do you guys recall this move and how amazing it looked, where it's flipping on its side? Yeah. Okay. In the newest season of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, this bullshit, okay? Is that considered is, is that considered Mighty Ducks 3? Isn't there already a third one? No, there no. already is a third one. He proceeds, so Lauren Graham, Gilmore Girls, proceeds to get a pep talk from not even a coach at the Anaheim Mighty Ducks Stadium. She gets it from, like, a secretary aide. And he goes, hey, he was famous for the knuckle puck. And she proceeds... To teach a practice and go, hey, guys, this is what you're missing, the knuckle puck. And she proceeds to not even flip it up with the hockey stick (laughs) on its side. She sets it down on its side, and she hits it, and it does this weird curved swoosh. And I need all the Wednesday comic fans to go watch that scene. Comment below. I don't know where below would be. Okay, 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 okay. All right. What I will say is Corey made me watch that scene. Hey, I'm commenting on it, you fuck. Okay, he made me watch that scene, and I will say that the Chuck Norris slow-mo fighting is better than that uh, knuckle puck scene in the Mighty Duck show. And that's the quality that I think I think that's the long ass metaphor that Corey's trying to say about MCU CG. Even like So basically one one of those people from Marvel wants to do that show. Even like um like obviously Mandalorian obviously has money and care being put into it, but like Obi Wan and Book of uh, uh Boba Fett, same thing. The CGI it's just in this movie you have Namor whenever he like jumped into the water, I was like, That's clearly CGI and it's not even like the right lighting. Like there were shit like that yeah. where I was just like, and like I said, I don't want to complain because I know how much, like it's not the the people's fault. It's it's Disney yeah. for being like, hey, we got 12, 20 par- projects right. this year. We're we're gonna use all of you guys, and we're not gonna pay you more. We're not gonna get more of you. Like it's right. you to do this work. Yeah. And as somebody who does very 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 like the the least one yeah. percent of the kind of work that they do for my job, like yeah. that shit takes a long ass time. And I can't yeah. even imagine it. Like, if I'm making something at work and I got, like, 10 frames in a row where I got to take something out, it is the worst thing in the whole world to, to rotoscope that. But, like, if you have a movie and you have a scene that's, like, 10 minutes, that's so many frames. And it, it does take a long time. And I don't understand how, as an employer, Disney, and I understand you want to, you know, have $20 billion this year instead of 19 But, uh, yeah. like to hire more people to be like, hey, we want this to look good. Like, are they just not like now? They're just like, hey, they'll go see they'll go see it anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Like, you, they're going to go see at it. At Marvel. At Marvel. Treat your VFX artists better. I at, will say. At Bob Iger. 
to your back. Do better. He's doing great. <laughs> I, I have faith. Uh, Iron Iron Heart looked great, but beyond that, they like were like, I hope they won't notice. It's like two seconds of uh, they won't notice anymore. Yeah. Like every time he jumped into the water, I swear, like in in Justice League, it did feel like. Jason Momoa jumped in the water, and then the CGI got shitty. This one was the whole thing. They didn't even ask that guy to jump in the water. They were just like, hey, we'll CGI you jumping in the water. And so, yeah. I did like, the, to its credit, though, like, the darkness and water, I really enjoyed. Like, where they're just oh, out in yeah. the dark, like, towards the beginning of the movie. I was like, that, that was good. Uh, I really me and Alex were kind of freaking out, though. Yeah. You know, you can't really like have that. In a that. bad way or like a scared way? A scared way. a scary way. way. We were scared. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was pretty scary. I was like, oh, okay. Little horror vibes here. Oh, yeah. That's because my, my... Have you guys finally seen Werewolf by uh, Night? No, no. We're talking about Wakanda forever. <laughs> God. I... <laughs> I did see it, but they haven't seen it yet. Corey, I was going to say that, yeah, because my wife asked me if we can take our kids to it. I said, I think it's a little too scary. Like, there's some scenes where it'll be like a jump scare for them, and then we're done. Like, they're not going to want to go back in there. Yeah. I would would wait the next 30 days, and then you can just watch it for free on uh, Disney+. Plus. So They said it's actually coming a little later. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why this one... They'll be out by Christmas for everyone to see it. They gotta finish that CGI, that's why. Yeah, kind of like they did with Thor. They changed that kid's floating head. uh, They made it worse. Oh, yeah. Um, I really liked it. I did feel like the... Here's the thing, and I kept thinking about this during the movie. Like, it would pop up in my head, and then I had to tell myself to shut up internally so I could continue to watch the movie. But I kept thinking, being like... Do I like this because it's a Ryan Coogler movie and I just like Ryan Coogler as a director? Like, so many times I was like, like, that's a great shot. That's a great sequence. Like, I like how he did this shot. Like, there's shit like that where I was just like, I'm liking more of the direction in this movie. Uh, and is that what is tainting my view of the rest of it? I don't think so because also Ryan Coogler is, you know, half the writer in this movie. And I think he did, the script's fantastic. Um, but there were shit like that CGI. Sometimes there would be a lot of CGI and it would, like, look mediocre and I during those scenes I was like I think I'm forgiving this because the rest of it's great like in any other movie those scenes I would make fun of and I would say they make the movie look bad and the movie's not great because of them but I feel like because it's two and a half hours and there's more great than there is those scenes I feel like I can be like yeah it's great like I'll just ignore that stuff right I well I was telling at least I told Marvin and Garrett after we got done with the movie that this was the I know probably still in the meh midsection for Corey, but this was the pick-me-up that I needed from Marvel to get me reinvested in these movies. There were stakes at hand. Yeah. There were deaths well, that were meaningful. Plant, they definitely did, yeah. Yeah, they definitely did plant some seeds. So, yeah, no, I see that. No, like, I don't I'm care saying, about I that. I, I'm not saying I didn't like the movie. I just didn't find it particularly, like, I don't know. You're saying that the praise that it's getting, I think it has like a 98 on, or maybe 89, one of the two, maybe I'm switching around on Rotten Tomatoes. You're saying not that high. I just, something Inflated. It's inflated. Do you think people are inflating it? I just love the, I just love the first one so much, I think. I love Black Panther a lot. I like the movie a lot too. Well, no, no, I'm just saying that for me, this didn't like... I mean, it was okay. Like it was, just, it was an okay sequel. It was like Ant Man and the Wasp to Ant Man, is what it felt like to me. I would, I would like to see what the original script was for Chadwick before his passing, to hold see on. if how the movie would have been different. Alex, hold on, he's taking a turn right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the, he and has I the most annoying turn. I'm mainly mad because they didn't go with my. Uh, you know, make uh, Killmonger the new Black Panther. It's like, come on, Michael B. Jordan, get him in your arsenal. Um, make it kill it. And you can't guess tell what? the difference. Guess what? He's dead, so... Can't. Hey, guess what? What did I just say before that, <laughs> dumbass? Multiversal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he haven't gotten there him. yet, Corey. He did bring him back in that show, so and he's good in that, in that show, so... He's good in that scene. Right. When he did the what if, he still became bad. So you can't right. fix bad a bad guy. Hey, um, yeah, we gotta we, not that universe. We gotta look at another one. <laughs> the good version of him. That's when you gotta bring Creed in and make him Black Panther. Perfect. I forgot what I was gonna say, but um, 
I think overall as a movie, uh, it's it's great. Um, maybe it's a bit inflated uh, according to what Corey's saying, but I think no. I guess like I said, I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was particularly great, but I didn't think it was bad. No, I know, but you're saying everybody else is like it's if to say it's number one or two for you is crazy. Well, listen, to be fair, Marvin, right. it doesn't have Spider-Man in it. If it had Spider-Man, this would be the number one film in the world. For I have my biases. I am a human being. <laughs> I have my biases. biases. Not, not insight, though. I mean, but you know, I mean, even knowing Paul doesn't touch, doesn't touch Spider-Man 2, but I mean, we can do that all day, you know? Oh, I mean, you got to let that go. You got to let Spider-Man 2 go. Yeah, You got to give uh, No I Way can't. Home the, the win. You, you have to. Nope. Everybody uh, I can't agree with movies. that either. No. Because with the it ending, is like, great, I love the Spider-Man thing, but I don't know why they're playing. Uh, not that I'm going to go into a No Way Home tangent, but I could. It's like where they play the the sincere Spider-Man score when Toby's talking to the Sandman. It's like what? Don't you remember in Spider-Man Three where they kind of where Danny Elfman wasn't doing it? It was some rando, and he didn't do the greatest job with the score. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Continue. Jeez. So I'm never use the score ever again. Uh, because it was bad. Um, I think that that was an extremely oh, yeah. hot take. Like what I think that this movie like did a really great job. What extremely hot take. Would you shut the fuck up for five <laughs> seconds? Okay, my time. All right, this is I mean, Ryan Coogler. Oh, for fucking a. All right, never mind. No, keep going. I'm kidding. <laughs> I keep you talk over everybody. Listen. It's a conversation. Um, uh, I think that Ryan Coogler <laughs> pulled us all. For, uh, oh God, I can't. Can't work with this. By the time he hears your response, are you, are you hearing this? Sorry, sorry that. Sorry, Wednesday Comics fans, just trying to review the review we're reviewing. But I guess I can stop you know, reviewing. The Platinum Patreon members are not going to appreciate this, okay? Oh. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think Ryan Coogler did an excellent job pulling us all through the grief of, like, Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, losing his life and getting us to, like, to the point where, sure, he can be our Black Panther. Um, There's a lot of surprising moments. I thought the big two was that, uh, again, spoiler town, you know, Angela Bassett's character dying. And I could, I did not believe that, uh, uh, Namor would get, uh, absolutely destroyed like he did. Um, I will seed Corey some points and that I feel like Shuri's rise to black Panther didn't exactly feel earned and deserved right away. But I think obviously by the end of the Namor fight scene that it did feel more, um, but I think there was less ceremony in it, and I get they were rushing because they're like, yo, Namor's about to kill us all. Um, but I, w- I do wish there was a little more uh, ceremony involved with that, like a, a test and like way to earn that mantle. Um, but I thought the ending was absolutely beautiful. The mid-credits seemed beautiful. The soundtrack was incredible. If you go listen to that on Spotify, some of the best songs and score that I've ever heard. What? And... Fucking name or saying Imperious Rex was enough for me to be like hell yeah. What what the hell's fuck that you need? To... I don't remember. Um, when that's just like his his like warrior. I think it was, it was before they were gonna do the final battle, like when he squared up to the Black Panther. He said that on that. But Garrett, I let me answer. If, clarify this for me. What didn't she go through a challenge to prove herself as a Black Panther? Well, when say, she, to me, she, she didn't even believe herself anyway when she ran into Killmonger. Right. She goes, I'm not meant to be this. Well, she fixed, she fixed the DNA. Too. I wasn't hard. That wasn't my argument. I said Garrett. No, that's... Yeah. Garrett. I said oh, Garrett. Sorry, I thought you said... No, I know. Yeah, I just, I just truly think, like, I think she was doing a lot of reacting, and I didn't see proof in the pudding that she should be the one to be the protector of Wakanda. Um, you know, it seemed a lot of, you know, it's a lot of grief is what propelled her, which, you know, obviously grief can propel those to either vengeance or, you know, duty. And I felt like it, it was vengeance driven into duty where I think it's always been duty from previous black Panthers. So I just wanted to see more of that, 
you know, call to arms as opposed to like, I'm going to kill an entire nation. Well, I mean, come, my people. come on. She went to, she asked to meet him. She went down there and she was like, we can make peace about this and make it happen. I feel like I, there's a lot of stuff she did in this movie that kind of proves like the that she has. Cause I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say that I feel like in the first movie, when they told me like, Hey, and, and um, what the fuck? And, and sorry. And Chad, you got a guest from Garrett Waltz's dog. Oh, oh that means you're yeah. here. That means he's Papa. home. <laughs> All right, well, well, I'm going to cut you loose then. He'll have him sign off when he sees you. Um, what I was going to say is that I feel like in the first movie, if you would have told me, like, and obviously when Chadwick passed away, like, oh, they're going to make her Black Panther. Like, and I, like, it's so easy to, like, just get a Black Panther character and like a like uh a successor to that and make it oh i'm the funny hip kind of cool black panther but in this movie i thought she matured a lot i feel like there were a lot of things that happened to her that by the end of the movie i was like yeah that's my black panther and i told you guys that afterwards too is like i was kind of worried like you're gonna bring in this namor character are you really gonna have enough on the black panther side in terms of that character in terms of what i feel like they embody is that going to be enough in this movie to justify bringing in Namor. And by the end I was like, yeah, it does. And I look forward to those two meeting again. I look forward to it. I just think that's, I just didn't feel that, uh, that transition. But I mean, I think, I think by the end of the movie, it was proven to me that yes, she is black Panther. So there's no arguing that I just didn't particularly enjoy her journey to becoming black Panther. My thing is, I was glad that they they stuck with Shuri being Black Panther, and that when Nakia is in the lab with her, that Shuri doesn't go, uh, Nakia, you need to be Black Panther because that's what uh, T'Challa would have wanted. I'm glad that she took the mantle along with being the the queen for the moment. And after doing all the hard work to finally get the the fruit to bloom and for her to eat it and have it and all that. Uh, I was excited for that moment when she, even when she does meet Komonger and doubts herself, I'm still glad she chose to keep the mantle because she's, she's boss. That's awesome. She does a fantastic job being vengeful. I mean, she even tells Nakia, I've lost everyone that I love, so I don't, there's nothing holding me back. And when she talks to Mbaku, I was a little pissed at her at that moment when she's telling telling him, not asking him, telling him he's going to help her. Um, but I also get she is dead forward on, I'm going to kill this fucker. And then finally at the end when she has the reprieve by her mom telling her this isn't who you are. So, I mean, you're right. At the beginning, she's kind of being a spoiled brat, being lost in her grief and not knowing how to accept it. Um, by the end of it, she has accepted what she needs to do and that there's more important things than just herself. Word. But I think overall, top three, phase four, it, I think we've all said it. Let's go, Marvel. You know, I'm like, I've just been, it's been on decline for a while lately. And I'm like, Jesus, are we getting into DC territory? I can only be let down by one universe at a time. And usually it's uh, DC, but Marvel has definitely been doing that lately. So oh, yeah, I'm glad you, uh, we got a, a peek. I thought you liked Black Adam. I loved Black Adam. I said lately. I mean, I guess, okay, if you want to count a couple weeks ago. Yeah, DC's back, baby. I mean, it's going to be better than ever. But uh, hmm. still, MCU's more consistent. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen Black Adam. You guys haven't seen it. So you can't say to, anything. I don't have like, to see it to doubt your excitement for it, though. I just, Black I just, Adam, like, one good hmm. movie out of ten? Huh? One good movie out of ten does not mean it's uh, uphill. Which it means hey, Man of Steel wasn't good? Well, that's 12 years ago. I don't give a shit about it anymore. Hey, man. That's, hey, Iron hey, Man was you, 12 years ago. When you let a tornado kill you and you tell your son who can save you, hey, stay under that, that awning. <laughs> hey, Dumb. Costner did it for all of us, okay? You didn't I, get the well, message. <laughs> if I was Cavill, I would have turned around and yep, fuck hey, you, hey, someone else. But. He wasn't raising his hand at Superman. He's raising a hand at you, Alex. He was saying, yeah. shut, 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 shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, what he was doing was flipping the middle finger at everybody going, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> So, might anyway. <laughs> probably be the most swearing I've ever done on our show in one episode. Entertainment. There we go. Comics coming out for this week. Um, let's take a look here. My phone is locked, so I'm 
unsuccessful unsuccessfully uh, killing time here. Uh, the human target number nine. This is uh, Tom King. Uh, Tom King and Mr. Greg Smallwood. Uh, number nine, uh, Chris Chance. There's only a few days left to solve his own murder. His investigation has been bumpy, to say the least. But with the murder of Guy Garner, oops, spelled wrong here, uh, finally catch up with the human target and end his search before the poison ends his life. Once Batman learns of his ex-teammate's disappearance, uh, can anything stop the Dark Knight from uncovering the truth? I want to know why, where's Green, uh, the other Greenlanders? Why don't they give a shit? That's, oh, he turned it off. Go, go ahead, sorry. Just, they just don't care. It's Guy. They're like, hey, he's Yeah, I was going to say he did explain it last issue, so never mind. Uh, really looking forward to that. It's been, I think the last issue was fantastic. Um, and I look forward to reading more, Mr. Human Target. Uh, Once Upon a Time at the End of the World by Mr. Jason Aaron, Alexandre uh, Tefekin, and Mike DeMundo on the cover. Uh, in this epic post-apocalyptic tale, uh, Macy and Mezzi have never met anyone like each other, and they'll need all the help they can get to survive a, survive a planet ravaged by environmental catastrophe. This epic trilogy, each issue overflowing with 30 stories, 30 stories, uh, pages, spans a lifetime as philosophical differences tear at threads holding uh, Makio and Mezzi together. I, I kind of stopped there because I, it said this epic trilogy, but it didn't say one of three. So I was like, is this only three issues? Maybe, uh, I don't know. I put it on there. It didn't say one of three when I put it on the list. So, um, you know what? Jason Aaron is one of those writers who does a good job generally when he writes his own stuff, um, when he's not having to tie it into Marvel or DC or what have you. Every time I think of a Jason Aaron book, I always think of Southern Bastards and how amazing that book was and how in the first five issues, uh, not only did it grip you by the balls, but it brought you in and made you want to be its friend. Um, this is what I, I, I want that from Jason Aaron. I don't want the ball grabbing, but I do want to be brought into a book. You do want to be grabbed. <laughs> right. right. The testicles. Um, so it should be, I'm excited. I mean, I like I'm a sucker for number one. And I'm a sucker for a number one written by a writer that I really do enjoy. Been a while, right, yeah. Alex? What's the last thing Jason Aaron put out? He was doing Avengers. Oh, that's uh, yeah, you're right. No, no, that's where he's been. Well, so he did the um, oh shit, Sea of Stars. That space. Oh yes, not, yes, yes. The best that, last. Didn't that never finish? Did. I don't think. It, I thought it was. I, it's either on a break or it actually did finish. I've got three issues left to read. That guy can't finish anything lately. Wow. Well, of course, I, to be fair, Southern Bastards, I never thought actually finished. It just stopped coming out. Did it have a conclusion? It did. Like, it ended, but it didn't end in, like, a solid it ended. It just ended. Hmm. Uh, they came back, and, yeah, and then it just, like, kind of stopped. Um, so that, and then also uh, Goddamned. The book? Yeah. The Goddamned. Never going to come out. Did he do Autumn Lands, or was that somebody else? That's Kurt Busiek. Oh, Kurt Busiek. And that finished. Uh, no, Goddamn. Oh, you're right. The original run of Goddamn didn't come back, but he yeah. did that Goddamn Bride of the Devil or yeah. Bride of God. He just started over. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Daredevil number five. <laughs> Pip. Is it Arsky and Marco Cicero? After the biggest change uh, to befall Matt Murdock in decades on the pages of Daredevil 4, Matt Murdock and Electra Nacho embark on establishing a new world order hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, Garrett? I mean, I feel like Daredevil has been just as good as uh, Volume 1. You know, it, it has taken a while to get to actually the storyline with the uh, the hand. Um, but we're finally in it. Uh, we got some characters from the past, uh, that, uh, are exciting to see. And, uh, having two daredevils run the hand has also been very interesting. And I, I don't know if you guys have caught up, but, uh, a certain, uh, issue with daredevil and punisher was excellent. So I feel like this series is hitting the ground running and, uh, yeah. Can't wait to see what else they come up with. Um, speaking of Mr. Also Chip Zdarsky. Uh, the man's been killing it online recently. I just watched a video from him today. I should send it to you guys. Um, and I don't know if I laughed more the whole week. So the guy is just fucking good at what he does. 
And what he does is either this or comedy, and he excels at both of them. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, too. That's a nice little week, you know, especially that in Human Target. I feel like that's a good one, too, always. So uh, there we go. Brought to you by Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Uh, Black Friday usually do a sale, so go to Rainbow Comics and Cards.com for more information. Visit the location in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or Lincoln, Nebraska. Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Alex, how's uh, that weather looking? It was 50 degrees today. I mean, middle of November, 50 degrees. We're one day away from Thanksgiving. Enjoy the heat wave while you have it. Well, the rest of the country is going through the opposite, right? Hey, that's not where I live. I only tell you what's in South Dakota. And so, like, that's the reason why if you talk about pressure systems. <laughs> well, uh, pressure what systems. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I fell asleep. You know, so I was <laughs> going to discuss what pressure systems happened and why it's hot in one place and cold in another. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that was a good one, too. Um, Gary, did your brother uh, come in yet? I think he's not coming where I'm at. Damn, I wanted so. him to sign off on, on, like, I thought he would cut from the phone and be in your room in two seconds. Well, let me see if I can get him down here. All right, while you do that, secret invade. Oh, we got a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. <laughs> secret Invasion number one: Brian Michael Bennis and Leno Francis Yu. Um, the Secret Invasion eight. Issue miniseries, as everybody knows, being made into uh, a, a MCU television show on the Disney Plus. Uh, Bob, Barger, Bob Iger back in charge, so maybe. Uh, actually, that's supposed to be. That looks very fantastic from what I've seen. But the comic that we read today, so this was an eight issue miniseries about 2008, I believe. I was telling these guys about the right. ad like campaign that I remember. What? You're right, 2008. Um, yeah. Buddy, I told you already. I took your fucking steel <laughs> trap and I implanted it in my head and I give you what I had. So, well, I forget all the stuff we can <laughs> 2008 and 2007 is like when I started reading floppies on a regular basis and not just collecting uh, collections. And I started seeing these ads for Sick Invasion. Uh, and then this um, was obviously after Civil War. And that's why you have Hank Pym as the leader of the 50 State Initiative. <laughs> And you have Iron Man, obviously, fighting with uh, the new Avengers, uh, Secret Avengers, um, hiding uh, in this book. And then um, uh, this actually leads to something else, and I, but I won't spoil it. We'll, we'll talk about that in the last issue. Um, what do you guys think of this uh, first issue of uh, Secret Invasion? <clears throat> I liked it a lot. I thought that uh, right away it gives you all the necessary information on what's going on. And the ability of Jason Aaron and Lionel Francis Yu to, like, kind of make me hysterical. What? Isn't this Bendis? Yeah, Bendis. Oh, that's what I meant. Bendis. Uh, Bendis and Lionel Francis Yu, like, they were able to cause hysteria in me where I couldn't trust that anybody wasn't a scroll. Like, so much went on in that first issue that I was like, everyone, everybody's a scroll. Um, But I thought they had really good beats about kind of introducing them in and, like, I you know, it kind of is unfortunate that we missed whatever the issue was before this series because it seems like that kind of like gives a little more information on uh, their experience with the scrolls. But maybe that makes the hysteria and like not understanding them better for this this uh, series. Um, but art was fantastic, and that cliffhanger at the end—holy uh, cow! Things are about to go down, uh, especially when we, you know. We lose our uh, Captain America, and then there's an alternate Captain America sitting right there. It's a little crazy. I I really did enjoy the story. Like I I when we did the all new Avengers, and into this Bendis' style became much stronger. Um, it was less jokey when Spider-Man was on it. Also, Spider-Man seemed to get cut from it a lot, and when he did talk, it was very small. Um, my actually my biggest gripe with the book was the over-sexualization of all the female characters, especially yeah. how much cleavage they all had to have, and the impressive um, where Skrull Electra's hair dingles nicely. I, I'm all for... Oh, I, I was like, what are you talking about? Covering, yeah, yeah. I know but I, 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 this is one of those things where you don't need to show that Val has you know quadruple F rack. 
<laughs> like, yeah, you're, like, you're like defending them not being sexualized and then you go they're a rack <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying that well, I, I know what you mean it, it, it took me out of the book though I know what you mean there's, there's that scene with and then Emma Frost walking you're just like Jesus Christ how's that saying up yeah. um, I will say there were, there was like little parts of the art that I thought like were way off and then there's some that look fantastic Leno Francis you I feel like has changed his style since obviously you know this is, uh, 14 years ago I feel like now he's more muted in his coloring and it's definitely more scratchy. Back then it seemed like a little smoother uh, and the coloring definitely was more uh, comic booky. But maybe that's what they wanted in this book and that could also be the case too. Um, but there were just a couple of things I feel like um, what you said, Alex, but also like <laughs> the, the scene where Hank Pym shoots Reed Richards. Hank Pym's hand and head blew up like four times the size so much so that I had to go back to the old picture of him and be like, is he supposed to be that, like, his head that big? And I look back and go, no, it's regular here. I don't know what happened in that one panel, but his head <laughs> and his and his hands are huge. And he, that's how he shoots Reed. It made me laugh out loud. He got stung by a bee. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was just nervous because he knew he was about to get found out. That is true. He is a shapeshifter. So if they, if he did do that on purpose, I do give him props because if I was about to, you know, get tangled and, and not be able to control myself like Mr. Fantastic did at the end there, uh, if you did a bit before you did it, I'd probably be laughing, you know, while while I'm all over the place like that. Um, or maybe his true colors are showing through, you know. So I remember when this happened, like, and like to add stakes to this, like when they introduce somebody that is a scroll, they're saying that person's been a scroll for a while. They're not saying like it's just for this story that they were a scroll. They're saying like Electro has been a scroll for a long time, um, and. I think that adds to this because it's just like when you at the end there, like you said, Garrett, when you see all the heroes and, and some of them are actually, you know, the same characters that are looking at them come out the ship. You have to start to think being like, well, which one's the real one? Were they in that ship? Is that ship scrolls or is that ship uh, prisoners or survivors? Or and then if, if that's the case and they are actually the real versions, who are these guys? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a shit ton of scrolls, and it's crazy because like that ship, you know, I didn't expect that many characters to come out of it. But so, goes the weasel. So who is a, who is uh, revealed to be a scroll in this issue? We have Jarvis, fucked over Iron Man with a virus, uh, Electra. Um, who else? Dum Dugan. Yeah, Dum Dum Dugan. Hank Pym. Susan Storm. Susan Storm. Well, actually, that was a scroll that turned into Susan from the rise, yeah. But, um, and then they all before like the two people who kind of suicide bombed, uh, no, not really, because Jarvis just plugged in the disc, I guess. But when before Dun Dun Dugan blew himself up, he said he loves you, and then when Jarvis put it in, that's that's what they say when they're doing their thing. Obviously, he loves you, um, and so we'll find out who he is later. But uh, if you know anything about the scrolls, might be more obvious. Um, but I do think it's a nice start too. Like, I feel like if you start the first issue of secret invasion kind of like this and, and you do the same thing where you're like, they're not saying that they just were replaced. They're saying that they've been this girl for a while. Uh, very similar how we found out in, um, shit. When we was it was Sam Jackson was okay. Oh, the Marvel, right? No, no, no. Where was it where that he was a scroll the whole time? Oh, uh, Talos? Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, similar to that, we're going to see some characters and be like, oh, they've been a scroll for how many movies? How many shows have they been a scroll? So, um, and that's going to be the, I think, the, not only we'll, we'll judge whether or not Bennis' writing holds up, but I think also that's the fun of what this eight issues is going to be. It's just going to be like, who is it? And, and that's what the joy of the show is going to be, too, is to be like, who's a scroll? Who's not? You know, yeah, no, I know but that's exciting. Like, you know, with obviously the wake, you know, try to get excited. The first half again. Awesome. Second half garbage. I feel like this has potential to be our first book in a long time. That has been great throughout. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll see. First issue can be great. First issues are normally great. But, you know, if you can get five issues in and take that deep of a dive, you're never safe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm one foot in, one foot out. But I, I have hope. I have, I have more hope for this, for the fact that it is still a well-known story. 
people still talk about today. Not always necessarily in the best of light. I guess I've never heard anything negative about it. I'm excited for this. This is my first time reading the book. Uh, first time getting fully into the scrolls. Like My scroll knowledge goes into Fantastic Four and watching that cartoon and when they fight Super Scroll. So to see the invasion, and, and like Marvin said, I guess it never even occurred to me, these guys have been scrolls for a long time. And to see what how the MCU carries it over and who we do find out has been a scroll. I'm you know, I actually told the guys uh yesterday, whenever I sent Marvin that text, uh, that I'm pretty sure Nakia or Rwanda from uh Wakanda Forever was a scroll. We'll find out. Oh no, no, Alex. I had to uh let my uh girlfriend who's now a doctor by the way uh in on that joke uh there's a scene in wakanda forever where uh nakia and uh, uh t'challa's mom uh rwanda they have a moment they're like oh i didn't see you at t'challa's funeral and blah 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 and then at the end it's like oh actually uh rwanda knew that or uh nakia and t'challa spoilers 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 had a child together <laughs> Alex is like, I wonder if that was a scroll. And then Marvin right away is like, I think it was just a plot hole. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, that. right? Though, like, if they both were squirrels, then that conversation still would not make any sense because they both would well, know the situation. Like, the still. conversation they had didn't make sense if if they both were scrolls or even if one was a scroll. And if one of them was a scroll, the other one would have been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, you know, you know, I was <laughs> why I wasn't there. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like you're going to find out. Um, I feel like Martin Freeman is a scroll. I, he was in this movie. Actually, I thought he did, he was. I feel like in the first movie, he was uh, more comedic. In this movie, he played a nice, like, kind of foil to all the craziness going on and kind of kept it uh, together. Like, in the first movie, I almost felt like you you had to have that character, and they always do. That character, like that's new to the land, so the exposition goes through that person. People be like, "Oh, this is what this is, this is what this is," because they're introducing them the same way they're introducing the audience. But in this movie, he didn't have to serve that purpose, so I felt like he did a good job in this movie. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. I know he's in Secret Invasion, the TV show, so I'm looking forward to whatever role he plays, whether it be that he's the first scroll you find out about, or if he's not. Or maybe Hank Pym right there. Why don't you just do that? Michael Douglas is not going to be in those movies forever. What about Valentina? She was a scroll in that uh, first issue, and we have Valentina in the movies now. That's what I mean. It's like this also is a, a for in terms of movies and TV shows, this is an opportunity if you want to recast. Like right now is the time. Um, no, because they have to look the same. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm thinking about multiversing. That's when you have an opportunity. But even that's kind of confusing, right, too? Because there's some where it's like every, like Doctor Strange looks the same in all the multiverses. And then they have one like Loki where he's different in all the different universes. So, um, yeah, it's very confusing, this shit. But, you know, that's <laughs> comics. You know, sometimes you uh, people are shape-shifting. Sometimes they're from different dimensions. So, uh, Oh, and, and remember, they're, uh, Hank... Uh, Reed and who was the third person? Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh yeah, until he left. Um, are trying to figure out like how the scrolls became undetected because no magic detected them, no tech, and no like mutant detected them. Uh, obviously like Wolverine and the sniff. Like if he could, he could smell if they were not the right person. Alex obviously will think back to the scene in X Two, where she pretended yeah. to be. Uh, um, miss uh, and the one where he stabs her in the gut team. when she's storm. Um, so so we're gonna find out why that is. Even though actually though he doesn't know by smell that it's not Gene. He only knows because he touches the uh, the old scar there. No, but it's it's in the first one where she's storm and comes around the corner, and she goes, "We need to regroup." And he goes, "Yeah, but you're not part of the group." And stabs oh, okay. her in the gut. Oh, okay, so he, he just smelled that. Gene who's kissing him. He's like, hell yeah, I don't care what you look. Oh, well, wait, you're right. Rest- Sometimes you get distracted. You're like, oh, maybe she smells different today. Um, anyways. Oh, wait, so could a, let's uh, not call him a psychopath. Um, could, what, what am I looking for? Telepath? Telepath, yeah. Could a telepath have 
deduced who they are, or is that something we'll find out down I th- the line? I think we're going to find out. I haven't read this before either, by the way. Okay. Um, I think we'll find that out later. I think that that's the reason. I think they're trying to set up that like they weren't detectable at all. So that way, when somebody's revealed as a scroll, you're not like, "Hey, this person wouldn't know. This person wouldn't know." They're saying, "Hey, how are they like nothing? To, nothing's able to detect that these guys are scrolls." I mean, so especially somebody like Electra, right? And you think about all the time she spent with Daredevil uh, and 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 Spider Man. Like his spidey sense never went off that it wasn't her. The it, uh, Matt Murdock never heard the heartbeat and was like, "Hey, that's not you." Or even like any other kind of subtle hint that it wasn't actually uh, her. So like that's what they're basically saying with this kind of plot point is that nothing was they're able to so detect good. them. They're so good at... And they don't know why because they've been able to detect them before. And that's where they're like, what has changed since then that we can't detect them at all now? And how long has it been? So, um, And Iron Man even said, like, you guys could be scrolls right now and I I wouldn't even know, but (laughs) I'm taking a chance here. And it turned out Hank was. So he waited waited until Tony left and then fucking blasted away Mr. (laughs) Reaver. He's not dead, though. He's just in so many pieces. It's going to be so hard to put the... You know you know what they say, Alex? Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Had a big splat. <laughs> Had a big fall. Well, there's Dumpty, no horses or men putting him back together. Hope you can find him, even his balls. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Is that a real thing or you just made that up? No, because you said wall, so I just wanted to rhyme with it. Imagine, it imagine like it having to be that person yeah. who goes to play Humpty Dumpty's ball. Yeah, yeah, they're like fragile. They crack in your hands. Well, even even this Mister Fantastic, like his eyes, you can see him hanging from the chandeliers up there, and so somebody's gonna have to come in and find everything. I found uh, Mister Fantastic's dick way over there. Reel it in. Then he's like, "Why is it? It's twelve feet. Is it stretched out or is that real size?" (laughs) (sighs) Twelve feet. That's real size, baby. Like you would never be able to tell. That's the one good thing about Mister Fantastic we don't think about. Is that ever since he's been to space and got affected by that cosmic rays and came down, he could be any dick size, and he, you know it's up to him. He, he doesn't have a standard size anymore. Even his feet. What he is you... the standard size. <laughs> well, I mean, his real size he was born with, you know, the the one that his mother saw. But uh, <laughs> when he came out, uh, geez, if you're Mister Fantastic, you could also like change your shoe size, like clothes don't fit, everything. Like, why wouldn't you just wear kids' clothes? It's cheaper. Is it cheaper? I don't know. Who knows? Not anymore. Not anymore. At one point it was. Um, And to be fair, also, he can make his skin probably not have genitalia at all. Oh, Jesus Christ. He can become super smooth if he wants to. Yeah. He could come out like a Ken doll and he doesn't even need clothes then. Alex, have you saw somebody who, who looked like a Ken doll, had no nipples, had no genitalia, and only had the ass, I guess. And, like, would you allow that person to walk around naked, or would they still need to wear clothes? I think you'd still have to wear clothes. But, I mean, I guess you couldn't get indecent exposure, because I don't know what you're exposing. There's nothing there. Um, I want to know if you kick someone who doesn't have testicles in the ball, does it hurt? And, also, if you give them a nipple crippler, and they have no <laughs> nipples, does it hurt? I think that might hurt from the fat. You know, it's still going to grab your skin. So the other one I'm not sure about. We'll have to look into that. And I will, you know, start a fund to uh, look into that case. So <laughs> Give me a Kendall to kick in the dick. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, the Secret Invasion number one, Brian Michael Bennis and uh, Lenell Francis Yu. Uh, <clears throat> next week we'll talk about issue number two. Uh, Thanksgiving is here. So go to WednesdayComics.com and be thankful for you to hit that subscribe button. Uh, any platform you want, you know, if you like the Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, whatever you want to do, Stitcher Radio. Um, man, Stitcher used to be I'm not not knocking Stitcher. I'm just thinking back nostalgically. It used to be one of the top four, and I don't know, it's kind of dipping. It's kind of dipping. Um, ever since Spotify took over podcasts, and uh, we love Spotify though. That's the only one I'm going to praise above all of them. You know, Anchor brought to you by Spotify. Um, <laughs> our host. Uh, go to wednesdaycomics.com and subscribe to the show. Also, go there, click on the little merch button, buy yourself a nice shirt. 605 215 1849 phone number. It's the number I just called Corian. He still never came in to say goodbye. So, you know, Garrett, uh, when you see him later, say he had the bluest chance. Um, I try to get him down here. He's clearly not looking at his phone. 
send us a, a message through Twitter. You know, I'm st- you know what? I'll let you know this. Personal Twitter's taking a little break. I put that guy in hibernation uh, out of protest. So uh, I'm not at Marvin underscore Salguero. I still got the name, though, so don't try to steal this shit. Still, I got it dormant. Um, but you can find us at Wednesday Comics. I'll be there for a little bit. Uh, I can't get rid of that one. And then uh, at uh, Garat2188 and at the AP Keaton. Um, I feel like I missed... Oh, Rainbow Comics and Cars. Uh, Kyle, remember that Black Friday sale this uh, Friday, if you're hearing this. You know, I'll get this out in time. Don't worry. Thursday, you'll be in that turkey and listening to this and thinking about that Black Friday deal. Uh, also, go to rootsofthesswampthing.com. Rootsofthesswampthing.com. I think that's it. Is that it? Yes. I think that's it. You know, me saying roof, roots of the swamp thing, I kind of reminded me of a dog, which reminded me, I saw a TikTok today and Airbud was in it. And it reminded me how, oh, shit. and how the guy, like the kid throws the ball and how the dog kind of hits it into the thing. And I kept thinking being like, that dog would get stuffed every fucking time. He's not tall enough. <laughs> and the, the kid, like he doesn't jump up and then he throws the ball. He throws the ball and then the guy, he jumps up. So he hits it pretty low. I'm thinking getting stuffed every time. I don't know who the fuck is guarding that dog, but they don't know the fucking fundamentals. Man, you just gave me PTSD about that pudding cup uh, that he tricks him to to let him go. Man, you sick bastard. Plus, if a dog is... Then you got to start thinking about this. If the dog is a lot on the team, where does he shower? Where does he go to the locker room and put on his clothes? He, he just looks himself. Can't go in the men's, can't go in the women's. This guy is an animal. I guess he would show up there with that because otherwise he's naked. <laughs> he would just show up in gear. What the fuck? He'd give a shit. Um, God, everybody. That turned into such a franchise, and then he had kids, and then they have their own movies. And Air Buddies. Next thing you Here, know. Let's, let's quit comic book podcasting. Let's start doing an Air Bud podcast. Bro, that, I mean, they get enough movies to at least last a year. So We'll do Air Bud, and then we'll go to that Hockey Chimp movie, and then we can do like... Any uh, movie where an animal plays sports. Oh, then we can. Well, eventually we'll get to uh, what's it fucking called? Uh, who's the duck from the MCU? I can't think. Howard uh, the Duck. Howard. Howard the Duck. He's we'll end our show. He, oh, I guess he's talking about Astro. Um, Garrett, doesn't Airbud play football too in one movie? Yeah. I think the say yeah, wide receiver. Get it? Get it? Because he's a golden retriever, but he's a wide receiver. Oh God, gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Benji? Uh, Benji oh, yeah. the dog? Oh yeah. Oh, the OG one, not the new one. I haven't seen the new one. Yeah, the OG one where he's up in that fucking mountain. Yeah. Oh, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. That's good. Homeward Bound is good. See tomorrow. Tomorrow's the Thanksgiving uh, homeward bound. There should be a marathon for that because oh, yeah. chance goes turkey, 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 turkey. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. There right you go. you get the last part of the movie and the tears start flowing because you keep wondering where Shadow's at. Uh, what's uh, what's the boy's name? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. Oh, Jamie. I haven't seen you. It's so long. Jamie. <laughs> I like his southern drawl. That's what that's what he sounds like. I always thought you sounded like an old English man. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm all right, Jamie. I'm all <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. That's better than the first time. <laughs> and then you got you got Miss uh, you got uh, Mary Parker, oh. Aunt May as oh, a. Oh, wait a sec, guys! I got somebody that's making a special delivery. Real quick, here's a message from uh, a surprise guest. Hello, this is hashtag guest house one. I didn't sign off properly before. I was cut off, but I couldn't help it because my brother's puppy came to my car door, and it's a golden retriever puppy, so I had to go give him the do love you think he that, deserves. Do you think that dog could uh, play basketball? Oh, better than anybody, you know? But then again, he might run away with it, and then, I don't know. I have nothing witty to that, so. 
I like, uh, I, was, I like how your voice was silly to come on. Now you're like, let's serious talk about whether or not he could play. Hey, when we, when we talk about golden retrievers, all right, in basketball, it's like there's air. But I was just having this conversation. It's crazy because my girlfriend was bringing up air buddies to me. I'm like, what's air buddies? There's air bud basketball. There's air bud football. And there's I air bud circ and air bud soccer. Otherwise, they don't exist. They go to space. That's no, they don't. Yeah, Do they? Buddy. Yeah, there's one where they go to space. And there's like monster buddies when they're monsters. No. Yeah, Corey. You I can't break watch. Three. Is yeah. Kevin Zegers in all of them? No, I think he... No, okay. I started watching what? one of them with my children, a, a Christmas one. I forget which one it is. Santa Paws. Um, Airbud story. And oh gosh. Uh, is is there any consistent canon in this no, universe? I was going to say it, it's it's a different universe, basically. Uh, they okay. don't even, I don't even know if Airbud's in it. He's already gone. It's just He's the kids. Dead. Yeah, it's just the kids. It's true. They can't read. That's very sad. No. Do you want to properly sign off now? Since yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to. But what? Say that again. Sign off. Again, if you sign up for the platinum portion of the Patreon channel that Marvin has set up, uh, you will get a – what did I offer before? It was... 13 – what, one minute for $13 or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was It was. – I'll do anything for 60 seconds for $13. Yeah, okay. You were right. 13 you get me for one minute, $13. And that's the deal I offer to my platinum Patreon fans. <laughs> this is hashtag guest host one signing off. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Except for all of you that suck out there and you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I, I think you missed a couple ads, but uh, I'm sure they're going to be on Twitter here soon. <laughs> There you go. As Garrett mentioned, we will be uh, canceling this podcast and starting the Airbud podcast. So look forward to that next week. Same feed. I won't change the feed so that way we don't lose any of you guys when we talk about Mr. Airbud himself uh, and then eventually get the Space Buddies and see them try to get to Mars. So He jumped so they could leap. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday Comics, I'm Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, happy Thanksgiving, and keep turning those pages.